You are now listening to the Purpose Edits Podcast. You've got to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to have the ability to self-assess, and not everybody has the ability to self-assess. You don't necessarily have to like sweets to be successful in school. You just have to know how to play the game and finesse it and get through it. Welcome to the Perfect Status Podcast. This is a short yet powerful conversation designed to help you do three things that can ultimately change the trajectory of your life. One, discover your purpose. Two, walk in your purpose. And three, ultimately fulfill your purpose. I am your host, Coach Vic, and I'm joined as always by my lifelong friend, my brother, the educator, Dr. Shane Calhoun. What up, what up, what up, man? It's a good day, Shane. What's up, homie? Chilling, man, outside, enjoying the beautiful weather. Supposed to be 80 degrees today. Is it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, uh, yesterday I was outside and I was like, man, I got, I just got to go walk today. Like, this feel way too good. It's that time of year where mm-hmm. the weather's perfect. Perfect. Not too hot, not too cold. You yeah. just straight. Summer's mm-hmm. on the way. Summer's yep. on the way. So, yeah, this was, this was a good time, man. I'm, I'm really excited about where we're headed, you know, individually, collectively, but then the 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 world kind of feels like it's it's at peace a little bit. I don't it does, see man. The, the foolishness. Know. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, Fox in weeks, and um, it just feels good to not have to go to Twitter and say he said what. Right, right. <laughs> little stuff been popping up, and I've been seeing stuff like, oh, everybody's mad at this person, and did you see what such and such said? And I have had no desire to even go look up what they said. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I've, I've I've tried to stay in the the green and um just not focus on much of that stuff. And but my timeline's been a lot cleaner, so um it's, it's go figure, right? Right. It's crazy what it does for your yeah. spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of spirit today, we got a guest on who for a long time has fueled, been a part of fueling my spirit uh, because they've been pushing me, whether they know it uh, or not, quietly as well as vocally, uh, to make sure I'm always on point. I want to introduce our guest today, Vincent Kelly, husband, father, HR business leader, and award-winning author, right? Good friend of mine. We go way back to elementary school. Shout out to Catalina. Hey, way back, man. Catalina Elementary, right? Listen, this young brother is has always been extremely smart and astute. Uh, here's proof. He went on to earn his bachelor's degree in business marketing at Johnson C. Smith and then got his MBA from Strayer University in Charlotte, North Carolina. He spent the last 16 years in the HR field working for global companies. And part of his passion, he'll tell you that his motto is he loves God, he loves life, and he loves people. Please welcome Vincent Kelly to the show. What's up, homie? What's up, Man, what's going on? What's going on, Shane? What's going on, Vic? It's good to be here, man. Man, so good to have you, man. It's been a long time since we've since we seen each other. Last time, it had to be on stage back in That's grade, right. That's right? right. Fifth grade, man. Listen, Shane, so, so, so the story is... Benson and I went to elementary school way, Mm -hmm. way back in the day. Now, we had an oration contest in our elementary school where you had to give a speech and compete. Um, Vince 
and I'm, I'll let him give his side of the story. But Vince, <laughs> I knew right away was going to be my competition as people are, you know, kids. We're submitting our ideas. And you just see how he operate in school. He was always big on getting his, getting straight A's. So was I. So that's why I say when you talk about pushing, like, you know how whenever you're competing, the people who you know are going to be a challenge, they just kind of stand out to you. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. exactly what it was. It was like I looked over at him, he looked over at me, and it was like mm. it was on like popcorn. On like popcorn. <laughs> it's been that ever since. Now I'll let Vince give his side because I don't want to skew our audience as they know me more than they know him. I'll let him tell his truth. So so yeah, so listen, man. So ironically, I actually view my story exactly the way that you viewed yours, right? Uh, I would tell it exactly the same. Um, I remember fifth grade, I knew this, I was short, right? So Vic, you were always taller. Um, everybody was taller than me back then. But uh, I remember you being really, really smart. Um, and I remember you being my competition. And we went at it. We went at it. Um, and I ended up allowing Vic to win the oration <laughs> contest. Uh, I was trying to be gracious that day, and I let him win. Yeah. Uh, and guess what? You know, the crazy thing is that I actually have on the same color shirt that I had on that day. Get the funk out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's the garment you like losing in. <laughs> <laughs> See? You ain't oh, that's good. That's good. That you let me win. And I did. And I will come back. <laughs> I won then, I'm winning now. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, but you won. And, and I just remember you you being an inspiration to me, man. Oh, um, uh, listen, I I knew I knew you were a dude that was cut from from the same cloth, you know. You had yeah. pushing you to be great. You bought into it at a very early age. You were extremely smart, and that has carried over into why you've carved out the career that you have for yourself. So you, we're going to dive into your background, but before we do, we always do a segment called What Blew Your Mind. So Shane, take it away. What blew your mind this week? All right, so it's a quote from um, that I came across from a Tony Robbins uh, motivational video, and it's actually kind of counterproductive to uh, culture. Um because uh and the quote is failure is a stepping stone to success failure is a stepping stone to success and why i say it's kind of counter to culture a lot of people can't handle failure or a lot of people run away from failure but um like i've said several times on this pod when you fail you actually learn or you should be learning from your failure and your mistakes and i think i've set a goal i haven't set a number but for instance Let's just say my goal this year is to fail 85 times, to get 80 mm. rejection letters, to to lose. Well, here, no, this was the exact analogy. This was the exact analogy. Imagine losing $128,000 in the stock market. Mm. Mm. You lost it because you had it there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> exactly. You lost it because yeah. you, oh. you yeah. lost it because you had it there. So allow yourself the room to fail, man. Failure is a stepping stone to success. So if you've invested in the right company, something crashed, something didn't move, you looked for an opportunity and it didn't work, you lost that 128,000. Well, guess what? You have a chance to earn it back. And then, and then some same yeah. thing. failure. So yeah. Cause if you had it once, if you were able to get yourself there once, 
it, it was there. You had that to put it in there. Mm-hmm. You had, you had the blueprint. Man, that's interesting to think about measuring success and progress based on your failures. You know, it almost, it almost, you, you talk about it being counterproductive to the culture. Mm-hmm. We're taught to not focus on our failures mm-hmm. because you could easily grow negative. You could get discouraged. But in essence, what you're saying is count your failures as, um, as more so not a failure, but lessons. Count the number of lessons 100%. that you learn. Hmm. Or don't even pay attention. I mean, pay attention to them, but count them as learning lessons and do not let them cripple you from moving forward. Just as a thought, Michael Jordan, greatest basketball player to ever live. His shooting percentage was 49%. Mm. Not even 50. Not even 50. So 50% of the shots that he took, he missed. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's the greatest. And that's the greatest ever. Yeah. You know, and in life, in many of these business opportunities, it only takes one shot. So you just you just nail one opportunity, and your life could forever change. You write that one book, you release that one song, you make that one business deal, you sell that one house, you launch that one course, and there goes your life. Boom, gone, different, forever. Mm. Mm. Vincent, how does that resonate with you? Oh, man, like, completely. I thought about, like... So success for me is, is the mix of both, um, you know, the good things and also the bad things, right? And so, and I think for us, we have to be fully aware of the times that we that we did fail, right? So, so that you do actually come out with a lesson. So one, you know, not to repeat what you did the last time. Um, and then you can use that to kind of add to your experience. And I thought about, just based on what you guys were just saying, so Oprah Winfrey is, is one of my inspirations. And so she was a, a reporter that was actually downgraded to being a talk show host. Mm-hmm. And then that talk show host ended up spanning, what, almost 30 years, right? And just the amount of success that, that she's had just because of that, uh, of a demotion. Think about that. You mm. got downgraded to your purpose. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that, it's crazy. And it's kind it's of crazy. to how we think about it. It is. It mm-hmm. is. But it's powerful, right? And sometimes you don't really know what you walk into until sometimes you look back on it and you see how it kind of played into this entire journey. Wow. That's so mm-hmm. dope. That's so dope. Look, we said today was going to be good, man. Yeah. Let's get it. Vince, let's go down your journey. I want you to share with the people what we know about you. You can start anywhere you want. Tell us about your journey. Yeah, man. So um, just a little bit about me. So I'm from Orlando, Florida. So I'm from Pine Hills, um, born and raised. Um, I'm one of seven kids. I am number two of the seven. Um, I'm the oldest boy. Two-parent household, Vincent and Barbara Kelly. Shout out to them. Um, Growing up was fun, right? Had a big family. Always had somebody to play with. Um, But we had a real family, right? So we had... Good moments, we had bad moments, and we walked through all of that together. Um, I'm a first-generation college student, so I left Orlando at 18, bright-eyed, right, moved to North Carolina. Uh, I think I kind of shocked everybody because I just up and moved. Like, for me, the world was bigger than Orlando. Mm. So went to Charlotte, got an undergrad degree in marketing from Johnson C. Smith, um, met some of the best people that I will probably have in my life for the rest of my life, right? Um, I joined the greatest fraternity in the world 
Um, Phi Beta Sigma. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, Fraternity Incorporated. Boo, Phi! I'm allergic to lies. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. As he so has I, on the shirt, saying, right, Vic? Exactly. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> but no, as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Um, Join the greatest fraternity this side of heaven, man. Um, graduated from, from Johnson C. Smith in 06 and went on to get my master's in uh, HR from Strayer University. Yeah. It was in Charlotte, met and married my wife, had our first son, um, and then now we actually re- we actually reside in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, wow. Yeah. How's it out there in Nashville? So we love it out here. Okay. Um, and so I'm working in Nashville, but we actually live in, so live in Clarksville, mm. which is almost like a happy meeting between country and big city. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. But it's cool. It's really cool. How did you end up deciding to go after marketing? Why that path? So my parents are um, entrepreneurs. So my dad actually owns and operates um, a commercial pool finishing company um, in Orlando. He's done that literally all of my life. Um, And so the plan originally was to go to school for marketing, come back home and help my dad to run the business. Mm. Right. And, but then I got to school and um, things just kind of change. Things just kind of change. You, you kind of understand what your path is. Um, and then I understood that coming back home really wasn't um, what I was supposed to do. You know, you figured so, it out early. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now some, some kids at that point in life uh, incur resistance from family, from friends, and they're like, no, you know, the plan that I saw you doing is not what you're doing right now. So did you encounter that same resistance and hesitation, and how did you navigate that? So to be honest, I I didn't. Um, I didn't only because my parents, they were were good with me kind of leaving the nest, right? And so I think that was my own expectation that I put on me. Yeah. Right. As a means of, OK, your parents have done all this for you. Go away, come back. And this is what repaying them is going to look like. Right. And so um, but they never had the expectation. They yeah. wanted me just to leave home, be great. And and whatever that path was. Figure it out. Figure it out. That's dope. That's dope. I mean, that that helps a kid, a young adult to imagine the life that they want for themselves yeah and know that they have support should they need it but yeah earn along the way right go experience some failures uh on yeah. your success yeah i was looking looking up a little bit more on you um and i think i found a quote something that you said you said you believe everyone has greatness inside of them they just have to find it learn how to use it why do you believe that you know, it's, I believe it doesn't matter who you are. Um, I believe that everybody has something on the inside of them that makes them unique, right? That makes them stand out. Um, that it's something that can be monetized, right? It's something that you do like, like nobody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe there's something about Vic that is signature only to him. 
Um, there's something about Vincent that if, when I walk into the room, there's something that I bring that nobody else brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the challenge is that many times we get stuck in um, kind of the, the picture that society has created. Um, and I think that that many times makes us conform to that image. And so many of we focus on being that image instead of really investing in who Vincent is as a person at the core of who he is. Because mm. uh, that's and, where the value is. Yep. And, and many people lose touch of who that person is because it doesn't happen quickly. And then yep. because they don't see it. So when they don't see it, they just live under the guise that it's not there. When yeah. really it could just be in delay and in, in the process of arriving. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about like this. So cultivation and hats off to my mom. Right. So Barbara Kelly. So early on, you know, Vic talked about like duration contest and it was moments like, like that, right. Where there was this cultivation of this idea of greatness. And, And even for me, I was scared out of this world to do that, that oration contest. Yeah, um, but just kind of looking back on it now, um, the lesson that I take from it is that just because you're scared of something doesn't mean you don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to lean into that thing because you're scared of it. Yeah, and yeah. great things come out come out of it. Yeah, don't uh, don't shy away from contact. Uh, to use a, a term, my, my coaches. Uh, we use is you know that that thing that you're most afraid of you're gonna find out if you lean into it and get you other side of greatness yeah that's the other side of greatness man you just gotta break through that that wall that imaginary wall that we tend to put up ourselves yeah 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 Mm -hmm. now you are an award-winning author your first book correct me if i'm wrong i believe the awesome things i love yeah tell us about this book so interestingly enough, so I've, I've written two books. Um, the Awesome Things I Love was the first children's book. Um, first thing I should say is that I never planned to be a children's book author. Didn't plan to do it. Um, I was happy just kind of being an HR business partner, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I literally was sitting at home. because uh, my, my wife and I, we have two boys, William and Miles. Um, so life is interestingly eventful in the best way, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, we were sitting at home after dinner one night, watching TV. The boys are kind of running around being themselves. And in that moment, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, I feel inspired to write a children's book. It just came out of the blue, out of the blue. So my wife kind of just knowing the way I think, I always dream big. Uh, and I just blurted out ideas. So she kind of turned on the TV and um, she asked me what it would be about. And I told her, she's like, yeah, I think you got something. So I wrote the book that entire night, hmm. that night, um, in about an hour and a half, hmm. hour and a half, and woke up the next morning, went to work, let somebody else read it that did not look like me. And they said, Vince, yo, I think you got something. Like, you need to do something with it. Started the journey to publish it, and uh, the rest is kind of history. So we... Um, it talks about like all the fun rhyming things that kids enjoy, um, like pizza and animals and playing, things like that. But the focus of the book is really on the things that matter. So while I love those things, I love my dad, I love my mom, I love my family, my friends. At the end of the day, I love me. Mm. Um, 
And the what makes the book special is that readers can actually insert pictures of their family and friends in the book. So it becomes a personal keepsake. So oh, that's dope. Man, yeah, that was dope. the first one. That was the first one. You know, in in learning about the process to publish a book, to take it from concept to bookshelf. Yeah. What what did you learn? What can you share about that process for especially for someone out there who may be wanting to, you know, write their own book and get it published? Yeah, so there's there's the biggest thing is that um, you know, initially, you know, it was scary to kind of just dive into that that space. Space that I'd never been into. Um, and so I decided to go through a traditional publisher. One, so that I could learn the process from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I would probably maybe offer to anybody that's at all interested in, in writing a book would be, is that you could do it yourself. Like you can literally do it, do it yourself and save yourself the, the money of going through a traditional publisher. So I, that was going to be my question. So you self-published? My second book, I self-published. You self-published? Okay. Mm-hmm. How, what was that process um, like self-publishing? And what are the difference between self-publishing and going through a publisher? What are the stark differences that you can share? Yeah. So the, the big differences are, um, so with self-publishing, you own every piece of the process, mm-hmm. right? Um, whereas if you go through a traditional publisher, um, you have somebody that's kind of walking you through every single phase, right? So you go through the actual submittal, um, you know, someone actually has to agree to take on your book and publish it. Um, they, they do all the editing. Um, they do the, the typesetting, the formatting. Um, they obtain your ISBN. Uh, they get it circulated to all the distributors um, and those particular pieces. Self-publish, you own all of that. Mm. from beginning to end. I think the hardest part would be, um, I guess, after that would be the marketing. It and is. That's, that's where you have, that's the difference between a known publisher and self-publishing. You have access to their network for, for marketing the book. Is that and, and, and honestly, you know, Shane, and to, to that point, um, that's also probably one of the, one of the, the big misconceptions because sometimes even with traditional publishers, um, they actually don't do a lot of marketing. Yeah, because so, it sits on the shelf with everything else. They have hundreds right. of books. Gotcha. So they'll, like, so they'll do like a press release and that's typically it. Mm. Right? And so then all of the other marketing pieces, unless you're probably one of the big five publishers. So you got like things like um, HarperCollins and you've got like, uh, they're escaping me now, but you got like the big five. Um, they'll probably do a little bit more, but on self-publishing side, you own all of that. Wow. And and I ask that because um, I've been seriously considering jumping off the academia ship and Mm -hmm. publishing my own textbooks and college. And I mean, I have the network with, you know, presenting at the conferences and the different colleges that I do guest lectures at. Yeah. Hey, here. And, you know, but it's so taboo. (laughs) it's so taboo whereas you know nobody's doing it so that might be you know when you were talking about fear earlier yeah yeah and i think those are the things that those are the moments that create like amazing opportunities right jump out there do something different and if you have like any sense of like a quality product right that you know that people actually need 
and not only need, but they actually want it, right? Mm-hmm. Package that and and get it out there. Yeah. People yeah. will buy it. Mm-hmm. You got the second book, uh, I believe, is set to come out. Tell us about that one. Whoa. Yeah, so this next book, it actually uh, is released on, be released on April the 2nd. Um, it's called All People Are Beautiful. Um, Ooh, that's good. And All People Are Beautiful, and it celebrates just the beauty of our, our differences. Um, and so it'll be published in seven different languages. So English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, Dutch, Swahili, and Chinese. Is it digital um, and both hard copy? It'll, it'll be digital, hard copy, and also soft copy. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so uh, the idea behind it, uh, it was inspired last year. Uh, so 2020 was just an unprecedented year mm-hmm. for so many reasons, right? So you, I call it like a year first. So first time any of us lived through a pandemic, right? Lived in a pandemic. First time we've seen like the uh, the first Asian-American, African-American, and woman elected to the highest level seat, second highest level seat in the land. And then you also had racial unrest and justice that sparked uh, response from the entire globe. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I wanted to weigh in on that conversation. Mm-hmm. And I thought about who to, who, to con- who to influence, who to impact. Why not tomorrow's leaders, tomorrow's presidents? And, and these are our children, right? Um, and so that's where the inspiration for me came. So I'm, exci- I'm ex- super excited to release it. So you're out on tour now, uh, uh, advertising for, you know, the book, All People Are Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you got coming up in terms of events? Man, so I've got some author's visits. I've got some, um, I've got some um, podcast interviews that I'm going to be doing. Uh, I think I've got one next week. Where I'm going to be doing a podcast in the UK. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'm looking forward to doing one in Australia within the next coming months. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of getting ready for that. I am, uh, I've hired a publicity company to help with that. So yeah, we're trying to do it, man. We're trying to do it. I think it's a message. I think it can be a movement um, and we're trying to take it to the world. So I'm excited about it. That's dope. That's dope. You know, you, you have basically dedicated your life to helping people. And your books just so happen to target our smaller version of people, our, our kids, and like you said, our leaders for tomorrow. Um, but you've done you've done some work in D and I, you know. Yeah. Uh, did, did your work in D and I? Tell us a little bit about it and how that contributes to you know what you're doing as an author. Yeah. So, yeah. So, as being an HR business leader. Um, you know, DNI is part of my work, right? It's part of my work, um, but it's also kind of flourished into like this passion of mine. Um, and so, knowing that you know diversity is is really reality, like there's nothing you can deny. It just kind of is. So wherever you go in the world, um, even if we live in the same household, we're different, right? We're different. We bring different skills to the table. And we need all those skills at the table so we can kind of move forward, right? That's exactly how great things happen. Sorry to cut you off. What exactly yeah. is D and I? So diversity and inclusion. Okay. Oh, D and I. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like D, the letter N, I, D. Okay. Diversity and inclusion. Okay. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it's become a passion work for me, right? And mm. so um, 
it kind of helps me not kind of help it actually helps me kind of fuel and really help people be their best selves right so that that's how i inform a lot of my coaching um it is how i help people um avail themselves to opportunities right it's how i help people kind of grow and become um in my mind a better maybe even evolving version of themselves right um and and only because it's personal work for myself as well um, first and primary and then I do that for other people. In doing my deep dive, I found I found something that you said. You said, I believe diversity is reality and that children need to know that our differences are what unite us, not divide us. Yeah. And I thought that that was, that was great insight. And it the audience is universal in that quote. Like children can understand that quote and what it means. But our adults, our parents, you know, our people absolutely i think know that but they've forgotten about that we've gotten away yeah. from that, and it's gotten clouded with all of the noise that's going on in our lives you know as of recent so um i thought that that was that was great now you've touched on a little bit about how your parents and your upbringing contributed to who you are um i would love to know as you think about who you are now and you look back over your life and some of the challenges that you face or maybe some of the risks that you took, what's one challenge or risk you took decision you made that you say now, I'm so thankful I did that. Man. Um, I, I think it was my decision to, um, to leave Orlando and, and go to Johnson C. Smith. Um, you know, Johnson C. Smith is an HBCU, right? And so it opened the door to so many things. Um, it allowed me to kind of see the world from a different lens. Um, you think about, I mean, we have 1,500 people on a, on a campus. We were the first ThinkPad University. Um, I got exposed to um, Black excellence um, in a way that I had never seen it before. Um, and now mind you, we cut up, we had a great time. Um, but there was, there was something about the way Johnson C. Smith prepared me for the world that, oh man, like, like even to this day, it is, it's palpable. Um, just the experiences that I had and how it set me up for, um, the journey that I find myself on now. And I think that added on to everything that my parents did in order to get me to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give us two, maybe three of the greatest influences in your life. Like who do you listen to and why? Yeah. So, um, gosh, um, I'll definitely say, so my parents are a major influence for me. Right. And, and for two very different reasons. Um, I kind of mentioned in the beginning, so there were so many challenges, you know, growing up, although I had a great childhood. So most people wouldn't know that my entire family was homeless at one point. So we actually lived in a homeless shelter right there in Orlando, right? Wow. Lived in a homeless shelter. Um, and so we had to walk through that, right? We walked through that. And it actually turned out to be probably one of the greatest experiences of my life, right? Um and so that's probably on my, my mom's side. Um, but she has, she, she gave me the gift of imagination, 
right? And being able to dream um, bigger, like just dream big. My dad, you know, he is probably one of my influences because of the challenges that he's overcome, right? And so my dad was an, an alcoholic for you know most of my uh, my upbringing, um, and he was he was in and out of of jail, right? And so my dad. And I'm his namesake, okay, right? So there's a whole lot that kind of comes along with it, right? Um, but my dad is my hero because he walked out of all of that, right? And so then they take those experiences and they become conversations for me, right? They become lessons, right? Those, those actually go into my tool belt so that, oh, man, no, don't do this, right? And this is why, right? Because there's 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 something you got to go further, you got to be greater, you got to do A, B, and C, yeah. right? Whatever that is. Yeah. Um, so those are two. Man, that's dope. I you know I and knowing you all these years, I never I never knew that. Wow, that yeah. that that speaks to what blew your mind, right? That failure is just a stepping stone mm-hmm. towards success. Man, yes, yes, all day long, all day long all day long man everything is everything is so one thing i I learned like years ago was that no experience is wasted right Mm. there's there's no experience that we actually encounter that will be wasted in terms of experience that you actually gain 100 100 and everything everything that we go through is kind of designed to um to be who we are so it comes down to your perception and how you process everything and yeah. what the conversation was the other day I was driving down, I was coming home and hopefully my wife can make it all the way through the conversation to hear what I'm saying. And I, and I said to myself, man, if I knew what I knew then, I'm not sure that I would have been married, that I would have gotten married right now. And when I say Northern <laughs> Northern, I'm just talking about my mindset, yeah, life, yeah. my trajectory. Yeah. But not even, not even a minute later, I said to Ed, another thought came and said, "Well, damn, had I not been married, would I be the person I've become?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Had, had I had I not been so, it, it it goes back to valuing and finding positivity in every step and in every moment and in every opportunity. Like, damn, the internet's not working. I gotta go somewhere else to record. Well, I'm outside yeah. enjoying the beautiful nature. Yeah. God dang, I didn't get that promotion. But God dang, this just came up. Now, if I was there, I would have had to go there. And it's just perception and finding the beauty and the possibilities in everything. Listen, I was just having this conversation this past week, even talking about lessons learned in life. And the the lessons are in the middle. As we think about life, life and, and us learning is lifelong and we don't stop until we leave this place. So the lessons are in the middle of our journeys and of our lives. And to your point, Shane, you know, getting married when you did or making whatever decision that you make, you'll never be ready. We, we've seen and talked about that quote. You'll never be ready. Just start is what the quote yeah, says. Just start. Right? Yeah. Just start. You'll never yeah. be ready. Just start. And, and that's anything, bro. That's anything. Yeah. Anything, bro. So we'd love to all ideally 
be in the perfect situation where we're absolutely ready for what we're about to take on. But the truth is you'll never be ready. So you yeah. just might as well start. You might as well pull that, that trigger, make that decision and take that first step on the huge step to or ladder to success. That's, that's the reality. You just got to focus on the first step, not the whole staircase. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you shared, I'm glad you shared that, uh, Shane, you know, I think for our audience, our audience is a group of people who all desire to be great, who all have either found their purpose or are trying to find their purpose or are walking in their purpose and don't even realize they're already in it. Mm-hmm. And we hope that our show gives people an opportunity to pause and reflect. And I hope that right now the moment is the lesson is in the middle. You're in the mm-hmm. middle right now. And everything that you are going through right now, both your successes and your failures, your failures are just a stepping stone towards that success. So, mm-hmm. man, this was great. And it's about the, you know, the, the, the journey of the destination, mm. you know, yeah. um, if we're so focused on where we're going to end up, you're going to miss the, the beauty in between. And um, that's, that's where it is. Man. So good. Yeah, and that was the other thing. God, that is so good. Um, literally today was the day we shut down at my job, March 13th to the day. And I could remember that feeling of not knowing what the heck was going on. And I caught myself several times this week thinking to myself man i wish we can go back to that that moment and and go back into shutdown and experience that again but then again i thought to myself like why what would you have done differently why does it even matter why don't you just appreciate the fact that we're on the other side of this thing and and try to make the best of it because granted if you can go back you'll probably fuck it up again and that's just the the reality of if you even mess something up so what what is so important about changing what's done as opposed to improving what's to come you know what i mean yeah yeah so that's dope that's dope um vince what you think and no, this is this is good stuff, man. Um, you know, with the pandemic, because it, it was interesting, right? It like literally, this is something. This is a an event that happened that impacted the entire world at the same time, at right? the same and, time, yep. at the same time. So literally, the entire world like stopped almost like on a dime, mm. right? And so we had to figure out how to pivot in that moment. I mean, churches closed, uh, companies closed, right? And schools close, and we had to figure out how to do life, right? And sometimes it is, sometimes us being thrown into like chaos or difficult situations, right? They help to produce something us in us that was already always there all the time. We just didn't know it, mm-hmm. right? And so I think it produced like this resilience in us, even in the last year. You know, if you need to work from home, you actually really can, right? Yeah. You actually really can, and you can actually be productive. Um, And so it's caused, like, even companies to realize, hey, do I actually really need office space, Mm -hmm. right? And so lots of companies have decided, you know what, we're going to just close the office because we found that in some cases – this is actually more productive than people actually working. People actually working, yeah. In an office. That's why I don't get this back to normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because we, we have been given the opportunity to innovate and grow. Yep. But we are here just trying to get back to normal. Yeah. 
Yeah. Know, because it's that response to change. Yeah. Um, it's it's E plus O equal or E plus R equals O. Event plus response equals outcome. Oh, and we don't like change when these different events happen. And we are so worried about what the outcome can be and not enough on what our response should be. Yeah. Right? Change happens. You need to focus on your response. And I promise you that if you respond better to the different events and changes in your life, your outcomes will, in essence, be better. Mm -hmm. That's the way it works. But it all still falls back on you, the individual. Yep. Yeah. And you know Shane said something just a little while ago. He was talking about like just mindset, right? And so even the mindset around the pandemic, right? And how we're forced to work in our homes or whatever, but man, we don't think about, man, I got more time with my family, right? So I, I gave up having to get in the car and travel, right? Which is almost an hour, right? I got more time to uh, work on some of my own ideas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I save money on gas, right? Now, food food bill may have gone up just a little bit, mm-hmm. but there was a, there was a balance, right? Yeah. Um, and so there was so much that, although you know the pandemic impacted us in a way, it also gave some things back to us. Mm-hmm. Right? It gave some things to us, and it helped us kind of put life reset, like perspective. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A whole yep. lot of stuff recalibrate if you will yeah yeah um you talk about family um i I absolutely want to make sure i brought this up i in my deep dive of you i i found a a video around christmas time of a performance (laughs) um and i wanted to know your fascination with the five heartbeats and that performance i got nothing but love for you uh where tell us about that Man, that, that's classic. It's classic, right? So uh, my family, we're performers. So we're performers. And so, you know, there's so much to, to the journey. So I used to be a rapper, right? And so, and today I'm a singer, right? And so I sing, I sing today. Um, but when we get together, because we live in Tennessee, I'm the only one that doesn't live in Orlando. Mm. And so we travel home for Christmas every single year, with the exception of last year. And um, we do like a family night, Christmas Eve. We get together. And this this particular Christmas, I think we did like Guess That Movie. And I had five heartbeats. And I just broke out, started singing Eddie Kane Jr., right? And you can't go wrong with it, right? You can't go wrong with Eddie Kane. <laughs> can't go wrong with it. And I mean, people love it. So we decided to post it, but it was a great time. And that's just what we do. We cut up. That's what family does. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what makes those moments so good. And you don't realize the generational impact Mm -hmm. those moments have because the kids are there. And as you are going through that with your siblings, the kids are watching and aspiring, thinking about how, how am I going to do this when I get older? Right. I want to do this. This feeling going, we all want to capture that moment, you know, right? Later in our, our memory, so yeah. And it's about you know, it's, an, it's it's about like just having fun, right? Living life, right? Enjoy being present in the moment, right? So that you don't miss it because you can't get that back. So it's a moment with with family, um, Christmas time. It's one time a year. You got everybody running around. Everybody's happy. 
take advantage of the moment and make it make it make it a lasting memory that you can look back on and then put it on video too <laughs> and put it on video absolutely yeah absolutely. well in your journey you're here talking about looking forward so where do you go from here what, what's up with your career uh writing as an author what's next for you yeah so that's a really good question um so as you know, I, of course, I plan to continue working in the HR function, right? That is my passion. Um, eventually, I will be a VP of HR somewhere. Um, I haven't put a timeline on it or whatever. I'm just kind of letting my career and my journey be that. It's good. Um, yeah. Um, and in terms of being being an author, right? So my, my goal is just to continue to allow, I think, moments of inspiration just to organically happen. Yeah. Right, or let them organically happen, because um, those are the things that that really resonate with people. Um, and so I've actually already written like my three, my next three books. So they're already written. It's just kind of now I kind of walk out the timeline of releasing it to the world, right, and making that great. So I think that that's that's what's up, and 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 kind of what's next. Um, probably the biggest thing is. So Stephen Covey has this book called From Effectiveness to Greatness. And there are four um, needs for every human. It is the need, uh, it's to live, to love, to learn, and to leave a legacy, right? That, that is my goal, right? So I've got boys that I'm raising. I, I've got to leave something for them. And so this is the, that's my personal challenge to myself, um, so that is always my my next, hmm. you know. So that's dope. yeah, man. That that's that's it. That's that's it. That's dope, man. Like I always knew knew you was a a dope brother. Um, I knew you were going to be an accomplished uh, young man that uh, I would look at as a measuring stick to make sure that I'm keeping up with keeping myself sharp. Um, Appreciate that, brother. Absolutely lived up to that, and I know you will continue to do that. Um, so much respect, uh, to you and what you've accomplished and, you know, you really do embody, you know, what greatness looks like. And it's almost like you, you're a quiet gem that nobody knows about. And that was another reason why I wanted to get you on the show. Like people need to hear from this man and what he's doing and what he's continuing to do. So, you know, people going to want to connect with you. How, how can people find you? Yeah. So um, the easiest way, and let me first say thank you for having, thank you for having Our me. My pleasure, today. brother. Um, this is this is a really good conversation. Glad I got to join in. Um, really easy to connect with me. Probably the easiest way is to go to my website. Um, it's www.vincentmkelly.com. Um, if you go to the website, you can view um, all my social media. You can view information about me and my books. Um, and then a lot of the other things that I'm doing. So I'm partnering with schools now. And so um, I'm also helping authors. So feel free to get in touch with me. I'd love to connect with people. That's dope. That's dope. Make sure you reach out to Vincent. He's doing an amazing, amazing thing in, in the space that, he, that he's in. Um, as always, we'd like to close out with uh, some of our favorite quotes um, and leave you with a lasting thought. And I wasn't sure if this one was going to fit in today, but I think it does. It says, the distance between your dreams and your reality is called action. 
The distance between your dreams and your reality is called action. And again, for our listeners, that action part falls on you. So if you see a gap between your dreams and your reality, all you got to do is take action. And that starts with one step, the first step. As always, we appreciate y'all rocking with us. Thank you for joining us, Vincent. Again, thank you for joining us. Listen, if you haven't already, be sure to like, subscribe, share the show, share it with someone. Somebody needs to hear this message. You can contact us at purposeaddicts02gmail.com or find us on social media, Purpose Addicts. As always, live life on purpose. We out.